Serious Rap Shit Podcast. I'm John, your host. I'm Josh, your other host. And yeah, what's what's going on, Josh? Um, you know, some big stuff. Uh, first, I, I, you know, I, I want to talk about this a little bit before we get going any further. So, anybody who's listened for a while, they know, um, for almost three years now, um, I've had some issues. I was involved in a car accident, and mm-hmm. I, uh, I fucked my back up pretty bad, um, and. As of right now, I'm supposed to be having surgery next week. So we'll do mm. this episode, yeah. and then we'll, we'll do the next episode. But after that, we're going to be dark for at least like two weeks mm-hmm. um, as I'm like starting recovery from uh, the, back sur- the back surgery. Yeah. Um, and I'll say this. It's pretty scary, the thought of yeah. back surgery. Surgery um, in general, the thought of yes. it freaks me out. I hope I never have to have it in life. I've never had a surgery before, but yeah, the, the yeah. thought of it, it does freak me out. I mean, this will be two surgeries in a year. Because remember last year I had the, the nasal, I had the complete nasal reconstruction. Mm-hmm. So like, um, this will be two surgeries in, in a fucking year, which is like way more than I've ever had in my life. That's, that's athlete territory when you're getting two right. surgeries in a year. Right. Um, and I'm not fucking athlete. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, yeah, uh, um, it yeah, it's scary, dude. Like I and I remember when I did the nasal uh, the nasal reconstruction, they took me like I was awake all the way into the operating room. Mm-hmm. Like they put me onto the bed to start the like for the operation, and that is when um, they put me out. But yeah. like I had, I saw all the tools and shit like that, Ooh. and like dog, like. <laughs> You talk about freaked out. I know you was looking around like, why am I still awake? <laughs> what the I, fuck? And I get like, I guess it was because like they needed me to get off the, like the gurney they brought me in with to, to get on the operating table. Right. But, oh man, can we do this where I'm not awake to do that? Because like once you see all the tools and shit. <sighs> yeah. Yeah. I was freaked the fuck out. And I, that was my first like real, real surgery. I had, um. Lipsotripsy uh, for kidney stones twice, mm-hmm. but like that's non-invasive, really. Um, right. So, right. like, there's very little invasiveness to it. So, I had never dealt with anything like, and I was in. I know at least the second time, I was out like a fucking light yeah. before I was ever anywhere near where I was seeing what they were gonna stick up my dick and shit. Like, so yeah. <laughs> this yeah. freaked me the fuck out. Plus. I had fucking beforehand, like curiosity kill, kills the cat and shit like that. But like, Man. I looked up a video on how like how they do the surgery, and oh man, that was a mistake. I yo, I would never. I would. <laughs> I would never. Uh. Uh-uh. I was like, oh shit, I shouldn't have. Died. I saw like two, like probably like four or five seconds of it. it and I turned that shit off. I was like, yeah, All right, yeah. that was enough. I don't. So like then that. Like ran in my head yeah. all the way up it's until like I movie. got to the yeah. <laughs> so I'm like, all right, like this is not so. I when I but of course again when they told me like, oh, this is what you're going to be having and shit. I looked up what it was, 
Oh, and I watched videos on it, but I didn't watch any like real live surgeries of it. I watched like animations. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And like that helped because there's no blood. There's not like there's nothing like it's just like showing you what they're gonna do. Essentially, they're gonna like cut um, two pieces of my spine in each part of the spine that I need taken out. Mm. They're gonna cut those pieces out and then like dig through underneath of that and all like. It's all this ah, shit. That's fucking that's rough lot. to hear about. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah. Um, and it is like, like you know, it's really vulnerable too because you're like laying on the table with like your ass in the air and yeah. like they're doing shit. So yeah, it's a uh, it's a lot. But like, um, the hope is that I'll be able to not be in like constant pain from the minute i wake up in the morning and so mm-hmm. i can finally go to sleep type thing yeah so it'll relieve the, like that pressure yeah on your spine yeah 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 because yeah. yeah, essentially what my spine is doing is like squeezing my nerves <sighs> and so it's causing like strength loss in my leg and like constant pain and shit like that so like the hope is like after this like i may not get the strength back but i may be able to avoid any further strength further loss, loss in my leg yeah you know what i mean yeah. so you know that's the uh that's the hope, um, and you know, healthcare systems being what they are in this country, it's supposed to happen next week. But who yeah. the fuck knows? Because healthcare is fucked up. Um, yeah. But you know, uh, that's why you have seen like if you follow us on social media, you have seen you know like GoFundmes I have put up because you know we're independent podcasters so and needed. Yeah. Yeah, we're yeah. both freelancers and shit like that, and you know we're independent filmmakers, so like you know. No big studios backing us, and I don't have, you know, well, Screen Actors Guild or yeah. Directors Guild insurance. so Or a million you know. in the bank. Yeah, exactly, yeah. You know what I mean? While people seem to really be enjoying the documentary, actually, you could go check out our interview um, with the Hip Hop Film Festival mm-hmm. on 247films.tv. Uh, um, that's up on our social medias right now. Um, you can check out that interview. Um and, you know, people really seem that we were nominated for Best Music Documentary. We're waiting to hear if we won or not. And, um, you know, people seem to be enjoying it. But no one gave us a million dollars for it yet. So, right. <laughs> right. You know. Yeah. We're, you know, we're barely, we're getting by out here. You know what I mean? Yeah, definitely. It's, it's um, I don't know, man. If you, if you live outside of the U.S., uh and you have like access to healthcare or if you if you do live here and you have access to healthcare like be thankful yo cuz that shit yeah. being um having something like like being sick or being injured and navigating that system and not knowing that you're like fully covered or knowing mm-hmm. you know if you have access to like certain treatments that you need like i had a doctor um tell me yesterday that I probably need further physical therapy from, you know, from the sh- from shit from three years three ago. Three years yeah. ago, you know what I'm saying? And I feel strong, and like, um, obviously I can walk again. You know, uh, a bunch of like crazy shit that was wrong with me, it has fixed itself. But she's still like, yeah, you could probably benefit from, you know, yeah, I, having, yeah, you know, having uh. Uh, physical therapy but it's yeah if if you can't if your health insurance doesn't cover it or you can't pay it out of pocket like what are you gonna do you're just fucked you just like, fucked, dude, I, yeah. I went to the dentist last week and um 
they were like, I'll, dude, all I was going for um, was to get like one thing taken care of, a very simple fix, nothing crazy. Mm-hmm. And they're like, oh, we want to do some x-rays, and we're going to do a cleaning, and we're going to, and I'm just like, oh, fuck, like, whatever. All right, cool. Yeah. They do the x-ray, and they're like, oh, you have a small cavity forming into one tooth. Like, uh, we could do a root canal, and I'm like, I don't want you to do a root canal. Right. And they're like, well, we could do a root canal, we could do this, and blah, 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 or we could just fill it. And I'm like, well, you could do the filling or whatever. Like, that's fine. And um, they were like, okay, well, they they took me up front, and they're like, he, they gave her, like, what the receptionist lady, like, what I needed fixed or whatever. And she was like, oh, it's going to be, you know, if your insurance isn't going to cover this, this, and this, so it's going to be, like, $900. And I was like, well, you can fucking forget all of it then. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like, what the fuck I'm am not- I supposed to do with that? Yeah, I'm not. I don't have nine hundred dollars to give y'all. Like, yeah, are you serious? Yeah, it's insane. Like dental, that dental shit, dog. Dental is rough, yo. Like when I got out of the hospital, I started having issue with my uh, an issue with my tooth. Like immediately, you yeah. know what I'm saying. And the first uh, consultation I had, homeboy told me it was like, oh, you know, if you got like two or three G's. I'm like, fam, I, I haven't worked in three months. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, in a I'm fucking literally coming out of the hospital. You realize that, yeah. right? <laughs> Dog, I remember we went um to the joint uh near Temple on Broad Street, like the Temple Dental School or whatever. Yeah. I pulled up in a fucking wheelchair. Like, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, I, could, I was like, man, I can't even walk around. Like, where am I getting this money from? Yeah, like. That yo, that dental shit is I don't wanna call it a scam. No offense to any dentists out there. Yeah. But that's just a scam, fam. Like yeah. they I especially like I think root canals for me are just like a scam. Because everybody I know has ever had a root canal has ended up having to have the tooth done more shit to it anyway. Mm-hmm. So like um, they, they just yanked mine out. Cause first they were like, yeah. Oh, you know, give us a few G's for uh a root canal and I was like, Yo, I don't have it. And we went back and forth for like months, and they did the, <laughs> they did the shit where they like prepping your joint for the root canal, and yeah. like ultimately, I told homeboy, I was like, "Yo, I don't, I don't have the money to like go all the way through with this shit." Man, I think uh, they charged me like five hundred dollars or something, and just yanked the tooth out my head. And just I was like, Dog, out, "I asked you that <laughs> months ago." If you could do that, you was like, no, 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 we don't, we don't want to do that. But like, they just, yeah, they just went in and popped that joint out for five hundred bucks. I don't even fucking miss it. Like, of course, you know, you want to, uh, <laughs> you want to, you want to leave out out of this world with like your full, your whole body. Yeah, not that it matters, but you don't want to be missing no parts of you. But I don't, I don't miss a little joint on the side. Listen, I we get that bag. I'm on my Cardi, dog. Got a <laughs> bag and fix my teeth. Like, you Man. know what I mean? I don't know if I could have motherfuckers. Is that the shit where they, like, shave your joints down? Yeah, I think so. Or, so they, they, there's different things that they can do. So, like, but that's, like, the main one that they do. Yeah. The problem is, from what I heard, like, every 10 years, you need to get those joints replaced and shit like that. So, what? it's like, you better know you got bread for a while. For like, life. You can't just go... <laughs> Yeah, you can't just go be like, yo, I just got a case money. I'm about to go get my teeth done. And, right. like, you know what I mean? All, all of a sudden be fucked because you, you know, ain't got no money in 10 years. Right. You know what I mean? Right. Duh, Plus, you got to so make sure you, you got to make sure you don't get the fucked up ones like uh, 
consequence got them joints that's like too big for the his big mouth. Big joints, shit. yeah. Is yeah. That, is that what is up with his teeth? I that's what I was told. Yeah. yeah. Damn. Oh, I mean, that's what I read. Like, you know what I mean? Like, he got the joints done, and they was too big for his grill. I was going to say, like, yo, I'll edit it out. Like, yo, who told you that shit? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's what I that's what I read. Like, they was like, yo, he got, you know, he got his shit fixed. But, like, you know, you go to, like, it's like one of the things where it's like, oh, you know, you go to the off-brand doctor, and yeah. they get the, they, they put in cement in your ass instead of, like, doing the real, you know what I mean? Uh, did you ever see, um, we, we go on a tangent now. <laughs> have you ever seen um, the reboot of She's Gotta Have It or, like, the TV show version? No, nah, I never did, no. Nah. Dog, there's one, like, um, Nola Darling, uh, her homegirl uh, is, like, Fat Joe's John, like she go with Fat okay. Joe, and she, like she she Fat Joe runs. How do I want to say this shit is like a ghetto uh, Moulin Rouge? He runs like <laughs> Jaws. It's like a hood club, but Jaws be coming out doing like burlesque and shit. It's like real fucking crazy. And homegirl, she's like a bad John. She wants to like be on that stage and get money but she's not she's like a thick john but she's not like boom 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 like real crazy bodied out so they have this whole arc where she goes and gets like the bootleg butt injections dog it's crazy I don't want to spoil it. It's yeah, I, I'll fuck around and watch that. Show. I mean, Dog. hey, I'm gonna be laid up for like the next six weeks, so like <laughs> it's insane. I'll say this: if you like Spike Lee visually, yeah, I did. That's what that's one of my favorite things about Spike Lee is the visual. This shit is like a warm fucking blanket, especially if you grew up watching Spike Lee. This shit is like a warm blanket. Some of the dialogue right. in season one is very cringy. I'll say that. Um... But season two is definitely better, and it's got a lot of wild shit. Fat Joe does the. We talk about uh, my man who plays the RZA doing like an accent on the the Wu Tang American Saga. Fat Joe's accent is insane in this, and I don't know why he made that <laughs> why choice. Why he went that way? Yeah, Dog, he he sounds like he sounds like a, a villain, like a Humphrey Bogart villain. <laughs> In this yeah, fucking see? thing. He's like, you know what I mean? It's, it's, it's insane. It's absolutely insane. But yeah, they, they go through the whole thing with like the butt injections and shit. It's crazy. So yeah, don't get, you know, healthcare in this country is a fucking scam. And I, it's, it's designed to not uh, be accessible. But if you can get access, don't go to the bootleg version. Nah. Shit, no. it, it might not end well for you. No, no. What well, was was here, right? Where the joint was like injecting uh, cement and shit like that in like hotel here or like yeah. Jersey or some shit. I, I yeah, I think it was wrong. Jersey. I think she was from here, yeah. but was doing it over in Jersey. I'm pretty sure. How do you do, man? I don't know this this fucking world, dog. Like, <laughs> I don't know how you. How do you? How is that your scam, or how is that your get over? I go out on the street and rob people before I yeah. would pump cement in people. Yeah, I, that's uh, insane. I don't, I don't get it. Yeah. I, I think that's a that's a wild. So that's some wild shit to do, dog. Yeah, that like 
how you thought that they, you just get away with it for a while. Like, how, I don't mean, like, how how much does that come up that fast? Like, you know what I right. mean? Because the, uh, the butt injections, I don't know how much this shit costs. Yeah. From what I've, like, heard people talk about, it don't cost that much. So the bootleg cheaper version, might as well go sell dope. I mean, yeah. dope, you know, drugs are poison, too, some of them. But, like, you know what I'm saying? You might, as, you might as well go do some other shit. You doing that? Pumping poison in people? It's crazy. Yeah. Wild. It's wild, man. Um, Another wild story that, like, just broke, like, literally not too long before we started podcasting. Mm-hmm. Ben Simmons. Now, we've been a supportive Ben Simmons podcast. We've supported Ben. We've talked about we didn't want to trade him for fucking James Harden last year. No doubt. And we were wrong on that. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, so, like, everybody knows, like, if you follow basketball, like, this dude is, is wild. Dude, there is a really good episode of uh espn daily that came out today mm-hmm. um with pablo torres the ho- host but uh he had ramona shelbourne on and she did an article last week on him but there is a really good it does go into like pretty good depth of uh talking about like the whole situation that like a lot like i almost did not see reported almost at all here um that his sister around april came out and uh accused their older brother, older half-brother, technically, um, their older half-brother of uh, uh, molestation. Crazy. Um, And not too long, like maybe a couple days after that, Ben missed like the next four games, and they said it was like a stomach illness. Mm -hmm. Um, And, you know, a month later, when the playoffs start and all that kind of shit, so like it's... I when I saw that because I follow his sister or followed I don't think she's on Twitter anymore yeah um or if she is or like accounts dark or whatever uh I followed his sister I saw all that shit happening when it happened mm-hmm. um and uh I believe women um sure. so I was like wow this is fucked up and I know how close Ben is to his sister and also close to that brother that mm-hmm. she accused um. I could only imagine what a fucked up situation that is and how fucked up your head might be. Yeah. And so I had a lot of sympathy for Ben as far as like, hey, man, I'm dealing with mental health issues as well. So, like, I completely understand, like, you know, a mental health breakdown and all that kind of stuff. And even with the situation in the playoffs, like, everybody's seen the fucking picture of him passing up the dunk and all that kind of shit. Crazy. Yeah. And, like, if you can't look at that and go, oh, there's definitely a mental health aspect to this because, like, whatever, he's, like, whether he's scared to shoot jump shots or and three-pointers or whatever is, you know, whatever. But mm-hmm. at this point, we've never seen the dude pass a dunk up. Right. You know what I mean? It's a so mental there was block. Obvious, yeah, there was a mental block in his head. You know what I mean? And even after this, I said, like, hey, man, you know, he can come back and play or whatever, or he can get traded to somewhere else and fucking, you know, uh, and go back to doing the same things he did. But until he fixes the mental block of like this, the free throws mm-hmm. and whatever else he's going through, none of this is going to matter. Right. He'll never so, reach like this, this enormous potential 
that yes, he, that he clearly has as a player. Yeah, until he fixes the mental block. Like, this, this is not going to happen. Like, so I was sympathetic in that kind of shit. You know what I mean? And then there was a whole bunch of back and forth between the team and him and, like, oh, I want to be traded and we want to trade him and blah, 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 blah. Like, a whole mess. I mean, it's the Sixers. We don't have regular off seasons. Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? There's Somebody a- forgot how to shoot. Yeah. Or, you know, we sign a guy that plays the same position as Embiid for some fucking reason. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, Embiid's injured or Ben fucking gets injured like the last day of team practice in his rookie year. So then he misses the whole fucking whole first season. Year. Like, yeah. we yeah. don't get regular <laughs> off seasons. Like, that's just not how it is as yeah. a Sixers fan. If it's not a circus, then I might actually be worried. Because, right. like, you like, know wait, what, I mean? what is this now? Yeah, like... You mean like everybody's healthy and we're just getting ready to play a season? Yeah. So obviously he refused to report. Then there was a whole thing where he wasn't going to get paid unless he reported. So mm-hmm. like all of a sudden last Monday he just like showed up without showed telling anybody. Up. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and like text someone had a text out in brand like, "Hey, Ben Simmons is outside." Mm-hmm. <laughs> like um I don't know if he thought like, "Well, now I'm here so I won't get fined anymore," but whatever. And then, like, he didn't participate in the last preseason game that they had over the weekend. And then, uh, but he was, like, a full participant in practice on Sunday. Right. And, or Monday, whatever it was. And there there was, like, oh, he's going to talk Monday or Tuesday. And he didn't talk yesterday. And so there was, like, today was going to be the press conference. His first time speaking to the media since the whole thing happened. Mm -hmm. Trade request, blah, 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 blah. But he... Apparently, he showed up to practice and gave zero effort, and Doc threw him the fuck out of practice. Threw him out of practice. And and they were like, you're suspended. Yeah. And we're fining you $1.4 million total for the games that you missed and team rule violations. Wow. Can they do that? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's in the it's in the CBA. Like they can find him for every game, every preseason game that he misses, and wow. any kind of rule violations. Yeah. So. They find him uh, like over a million dollars. They Man. threw him out of practice, suspended him because the season starts for us. Uh, like season basketball season starts tonight. You guys will be hearing this like tomorrow, or whatever. Mm-hmm. But Sixers start on Wednesday, and the first game is against the Pelicans. Yeah. So if any game would be the best time to come back, it would be a road game, like the first game back. Mm-hmm. Then on top of it, if you play well. The next game is on Friday at home against the Nets. Everybody's going to be rooting against the Nets anyway, and like you come back and. Hey, you play well and address the media today and be mm-hmm. like, hey, like things weren't handled the best way. I completely understand that. I don't think it was handled on either end the best way. So you can even cover, you know, cover yourself or whatever. Mm-hmm. But like talk to the media today and be like, hey, I don't think everything was handled right on my side or on their side. And I think like this became a lot more heated than it really could needed to be. And blah, 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 blah. Mm-hmm. Go out and play on Wednesday, bust the Pelicans' ass. Shut down Brandon Ingram and mm-hmm. you know hit two free throws or some shit like that. And Friday you're gonna have people that boo you because it's fucking Philly, right? But right, um, I think like you could have flipped the whole narrative yeah. in like a a good press conference and a good first game, mm-hmm. and maybe in- you'll earn. A little yes. bit of like grace, yeah, a, a from a fan base that you know d- don't really Philly, Philly's Philly's easy in a sense, yeah. You know what I mean? If you you say the right things, 
Philly fans are 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 willing to like ride with you, but also Philly fans are very fucking hostile. Yeah, especially when in a situation like this with a narrative uh has has been that Ben doesn't want it. You know what yes. I mean? Yeah, yeah, he's yeah. he's hanging. I just heard somebody I can't think of who the fuck I was talking to uh just yesterday or the day before yesterday it was like, oh, he's hanging in Hollywood, you know, with his, his famous girlfriends. You know what I'm saying? Like when when that's the narrative that you're not putting in the effort and that you're a prima donna, quote unquote, Philly fans yeah. are gonna be vicious. But yes. like you said, if you, you know, make a couple right moves and play, this shit could flip in your favor. You know what I mean? Or at least as, as much in your favor as possible. I think at this point, uh, a lot of the ill will has been so built up towards Ben. You know, I don't I don't I don't see any solution to this other than getting him out of here. Yeah, it's just it's not I at this point, I don't think like he got suspended for the first game. Now he's not coming back for that. That first, it's on ESPN against the net. Like it's not happening. He's not going to play in that game either. Yeah. Um, I mean, the only good thing is they won't have Kyrie because of other shit. Um, <laughs> NBA is wild already. <laughs> yes. I, it's 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 really so for a long time. The NFL was like the thing of like, well, there is no offseason. Like, there's something going on all the time. Blah blah blah. The NBA, I think, like saw that and was like, hey, we have to like do the same thing. Yeah. And so like now they are a 20 you know 12 month a year thing where there's just always something going mm-hmm. on and like the season hasn't started yet and we have you know two of the top 30 players in the league or whatever like one can't play because he won't get vaccinated the other one is like throwing a temper tantrum it's it's insane and yeah. like he is uh like I, I've defended the dude, and again, I could, I, I do even understand part of where he's coming from. And I, like I said, I think there's a mental aspect to it, mm-hmm. and I think to like it would be it's ignorant and it's harmful to not recognize that. Right. At the same time, hey man, you're 25. They have a sports psychologist on like who works for the team. Mm-hmm. You can do that, but also. You're an adult, and you can try to take some kind of charge over your life, whether it's your agent giving you bad advice or whatever. Yeah. Like, you can do other things. And, like, he's not doing the shit that he could do to even ingratiate himself back. Yeah. And or even if you still want to get traded, look what Hard- Harden came back and played, whether he played at his top level or not, he came back and played. Yeah. That's the thing. Like, if, if you, you know, wanting this fan base – and this organization and your teammates, you know, for that matter, to embrace you is one thing. Uh, but building up value so that you can, let's say, you know, Ben Ben wants to leave. And he's like, yo, fuck Philly. I don't want to play there. Fine. Dog, you've seen how basketball players can turn a narrative around, mm-hmm. you know, for the better or for the worse. The NBA is a, a very quick-paced game, but also a quick-paced league narrative wise you know yeah. what i'm saying if you want to get out you got a hoop and so so that somebody wants you dog and uh, like 
what you were just saying is so true too. Just in the stuff, like remember the beginning of last year. Oh, Harden's a bad teammate. He's a piece of shit. Blah 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 blah. blah. Oh, he's just trying to join other winners. And then he went to Brooklyn, balled his ass off, changed his game, how he played, and was more like receptive to passing and all kinds of shit like that. Basically, became their point guard. Yeah. And people were like, he might be the MVP. Mm-hmm. While you just know, four quick. months earlier, they were like, he's a piece of shit. Yeah. Yeah. So. Like the narrative can change like that, and you're not doing things that help you change the narrative, right? Like, because right. I, at this point, right. you know, I, I, lifelong Sixers fan, I, I want the Sixers to be successful, and I like Ben Simmons, mm-hmm. and I like aspects of his game. At this point, I'm like, fam, you got to help us help you, so we yeah. can get you the fuck out of there, because yeah, chemistry counts for a lot in team sports you can't have this cat who you know in in our, in our dreams it was going to be ben and Embiid, you know superstars and we was going yeah. we was going you know we talked about it on that podcast like they was going to ball out we was going uh go to the parade and pop bottles and the shit was going to be it was going to be lit yeah. N- none of that's happening with ben and Embiid at this point so at this point, I'm like, dog, show up, play, you know, do your best, build some fucking uh, some some credit, build some desire from these mm-hmm. teams, and and let's get you the fuck out of here. You know yeah, what I'm saying? For real. And from what I heard, or what I read, uh, Woj was on Twitter and said. The the team's perspective has not changed. They are not trading him for role players. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> they're going to hold on to him until God there's damn. a superstar available. Yeah. So get ready. This is about to be a fucking roller coaster mm-hmm. for like four months until the trade deadline. For real. Like, yeah. I, Jesus. I, I get that he's like, man, I want to get out of here. I don't think I can come. Hey, listen, man. If the whole shit happened the way it did, and like you're like, man, I don't want to play in front of a uh, Philly crowd. I get mm-hmm. it, I really do. But you gonna have to suck it up, man. Yeah. Like you said, and that's how it works. You come in, you ball up your fucking value again, and like all of a sudden, you know, you have a good two months, and people forget about last year. Mm-hmm. People, because all of a sudden, yeah, all it takes is a couple GMs to be like. But see, this is the, the the all. You see what he offers and what he what his value is, man. Like mm-hmm. he's on our team. Like we can unlock certain things. Yeah. Like that's all we it got takes. A good culture, you know. Yes. How, you know how they are in Philly. Fuck that team. You know we we can, yes we could do it over here. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. That's all it takes. And then and then the narrative is completely different. And, and but it's beside. But instead of that, he's like. Um, I got like apparently there was there was video. It's show it's they people were saying like he was practicing yesterday or two days ago with his phone in his pocket. <laughs> and I'm like, fam, Damn. like I don't even do that with me and Liz. Like go to the court and who <laughs> we'd be like shooting around and shit. I used yeah. put my phone down. Damn. God damn. So I don't know, man. I I just know this isn't good and it's a shame. I like Ben. Yeah. But this ain't gonna end good. This I really thought. I really, really thought. 
him and MB were gonna like do it for us. I got like three Ben jerseys over the two. I got two Ben jerseys over here. Yeah. Fuck, I'm supposed to do it. I'm glad I bought them uh, <laughs> bootleg from China. Now. I was gonna like, say, <laughs> glad they ate the the Mitchell and Ness official yeah. official tissue joints. No, yeah. I'm I'm mad, dog. I, I I'm mad at that. But like you know, I kind of just want. I'm, but now I'm like. You know, it'll be fun tomorrow to hear all the talk. It's a circus, dog. I'm yeah. ready to, you know, I'm ready to watch the circus, dog. And I'm glad basketball's ahead. back. Yeah, yeah. I, this shit has gotten so crazy. I definitely had the thought the other day, like, dog, I need to start. Um, I do have a radio. I'm like one of the last people in the world <laughs> have like a, a radio that I can actually tune and listen. Yeah, but listen to. I was like, yeah, I need to get like the WIP app. And start, <laughs> start following this shit more closely like is this yeah this shit you said it absolutely correctly it's a fucking circus yeah it's 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 a mess it's a fucking mess yeah um i want to uh so before we get to the music uh we're listening to this week i do want to touch on uh the verses was uh just two days ago yeah. um yeah and it might have been the best verses you took, we've had. You took the words. We we be in alignment a lot of times. You know what I'm saying? We've known each other 30 yeah. years or whatever it's been. You took the words right out of my mouth. This shit might have been the best verses that they've done. Yeah. Big Daddy I mean, Kane versus KRS-One. Yeah, Big Daddy Kane versus KRS-One. Uh, like this, the locks and dipset one is hard. But like... I think this one was more competitive, which yeah. made it more fun. You the, know what I mean? The, and also, go ahead. The, I was just going to say the, the locks one was uh, the performance from the locks was was top tier. So yeah. much so that it was lopsided. Yes, absolutely. This shit yeah, yeah, wasn't yeah. lopsided. I don't no. care what you know, I see some cats like, oh, man, Kane ran away with it. KRS ran with, away with it. However you feel. They came and nobody got knocked out in this fight. Nah. At all. No. No, I... Listen, I'm always going to be a bigger Kane fan than I am a KRS fan. Just because of the simple fact, like, I like swaggy dudes. And I like, Mm -hmm. you know what I mean? Like, that's... Kane's more my flavor than KRS. And I love KRS. Like, you know, founding father of this shit type. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? He's a legend on top of legend, legend, legend. Like, he is. But Kane's always going to be, like, my... My my go to in that kind of thing because I just I like swaggy dudes. Yeah. I cannot say that like KRS didn't have a great show. He was great. Talked a lot of shit. It might have been the most I've ever heard KRS curse. Like I swear, like I'm like holy shit, KRS what is cursing a lot. He was saying all. I I think I heard him drop the n bombs and shit. Yes. Like he was saying, I was like, I had that same thought. I was like, damn, KRS is in his bag on yeah. this shit, man. This, um, this shit. Go ahead. Go ahead. This shit. Um, Liz said it. You know what I mean? We were talking about it. Uh, she was like, this one is for y'all. You know what I mean? The born in the 80s generation and the born yeah. in the 70s cats older yes, than us. Absolutely. This one was for us. They, you know, when they did like the Nelly one. And niggas was in yeah, the crib, yeah. <laughs> chicken head and this shit to fucking Air Force Ones. That was for y'all, because that was the music when y'all was young boys. Yeah. This shit, Kane and and KRS, BDP, the 80s, we were preteens. 
Yeah. So we remember all of that music vividly. Yeah, man, the shit. It, it was crazy because Kane, and I shared it on the podcast before. I was like, "Yo, Kane still has that energy." Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? His breath control was crazy. At one point, uh, I think somebody might have texted me, or I, I know I was cooking uh, when it started. At one point, I kind of like looked over at the TV. I had the verses playing on the TV and shit in our mm-hmm. living room. I looked over. Kane was climbing over the divider yes. to go jump in the crowd and rap. Yeah. That motherfucker like 60. He's not yeah. 60, but you know I'm saying like he, he's an elder cat at this point. Mm-hmm. He jumping over the divider to go rap in the crowd. I can't do that now. Exactly, <laughs> you know what I'm saying. So it was ill to see both of them uh, on a ten with their energy. Yes. You know what yeah, I'm saying? Yeah, I I mean it's got to be the best guests we've ever had. They brought out nice and smooth, yo. <laughs> smooth B, I don't know what blackula outfit he had on <laughs> smooth b came out. he looked like he was in like prince and the revolution or some shit yes uh they brought out smooth b krs brought out das effects mm-hmm. man it's channel live channel live like what that oh, shit. when when kane brought out shantae mm-hmm. and then what i loved so much was the love he gave shantae yeah he let it be known, like, yo, yes. Shantae, you know, we, we talk about the Juice Crew and, and love the Juice Crew. Shantae was the first one mm-hmm. making noise, you know what I mean? Yeah. Her and Marley, you know yeah. what I'm saying? And all of the rest of them came behind her and followed her lead. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? To create, you know, all all love and deference to... You know, the Wu-Tang and, and Native Tongues and Rockefeller and all of that. The Juice Crew is the greatest rap crew in history and the foundation of of what, you know, what people still doing now, making rap crews, Dreamville and all these TDE. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? The, the Juice Crew was the foundation of that shit. And Kane made sure to highlight and lift up Shantae as the first one out the gate in the general of that shit. I fucking loved it. Yeah, man. I couldn't I couldn't be happier when I saw that, man. Like I, I, I was like, this is this is amazing. Like that she's getting yo, you know, it's so easy, man. We give flowers to people when they're not here. And like it would have been really easy to make that speech if God forbid something happens to her. But right. being doing that on like this live event when, you know, fifty thousand people are watching and all that kind of shit and yeah. like where 500,000 people are watching and shit, and it's just like, um, like that's so dope and so good and important for the culture, you know, especially at like to give this woman her flowers, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? As like, you know, the first one out the gates for the Juice Crew. So important, man. Yeah. So important. Then you bring out the Juice Crew to do fucking the symphony, like Symphony, Craig G, Master Ace. Man. This shit, it it was crazy. Um, you know, uh, KRS uh, brought out Red Alert. Yes, like <laughs> they was just running our childhood out. You know yes. what I'm saying? Yeah. All of these people that we love. It's it was weird to see um, and scratch 
because because you know for folks who may not have seen it uh dj scratch legendary dj mm-hmm. uh used to dj for uh epmd mm-hmm. he spun for kane and kid capri another legend spun for uh krs and scratch called kid capri out the battle yes yeah and it was looking crazy because because krs shut it down and kane shut it down and he was like yo we not here for for all of that and it kind of had scratch looking crazy i was like damn why is scratch bugging out trying battle it's it's you know it's supposed to be versus but later uh scratch posted on instagram the run of show for the night and they did have a dj battle uh, on the run of show and it wasn't the dj battle they had a battle in the beginning like younger djs you know before the show started um the people they're battling for like who's gonna be like the versus tour dj um it wasn't that the run of show it was like okay you know krs and kane perform the breakers come out guests dj battle and then kane and uh uh, KRS do five more songs or however it was. So yeah. somebody told Scratch that he was to supposed to be battling Kid yeah. Capri, which is crazy because it's like the way it played out on stage, they really it really had Scratch looking crazy. Yeah, it had Scratch looking crazy. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Like it had him looking like trying to bully the whole situation. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that that's messed up. That that's how that's kind of how that fell out. Because it was like when you watch it, you're like. Hey, Scratch trying to take the attention. Like, yeah, you know I was like, I mean? why is he bugging like that? But nah, he somebody told him that was the way the program was supposed to go down. So, you yeah. know, apologies to Scratch for motherfuckers, <laughs> you know, saying that he was bugging. Apparently he was following the script that they gave him. Yes, absolutely. Um Crazy Legs gets brought out. <sighs> Come on. Like it's it, it was on. insane. It was insane. Like Kane even like switched up and did like a double time flow at one point. Mm-hmm. Um, Letting niggas know. K- yeah, KRS like running down the hit and like you legit like dude. He when he did, I was getting ready to like do some other stuff, and like I was like I'm gonna get up and I just turn the volume up. But then like as soon as I did that is when step into uh-huh. the. I was like oh <laughs> let me sit my ass back Let's down. Go. Man. And then that's when the breakers is coming out. And uh-huh. it was just like, all right, well, I guess I'm here for another like 30 minutes before I do anything else. KRS, he did uh, my philosophy. I wanted to fucking cry, like thinking about hearing that shit as a kid. Love's going to get you fucking out of here, which is like that shit might be my favorite KRS rhyme. He got a lot of them that I love. But that shit, man, just... um it reminded me like versus always does like all you know props and respect to uh swizz and timberland and their whole team that puts that shit together people criticize it people talk shit about it that shit is a reminder to us of what Mm -hmm. we grew up with like the rich culture that we grew up in and it showed younger cats you know what i mean that's what i love i love seeing younger people be like who may not have seen Kane in his prime. You yeah. know what I mean? Younger people are like, oh man, this motherfucker spitting. People people uh posting about it and shit, like, oh man, mm-hmm. this shit I never heard this song before, whatever. You know what I mean? This shit it it works threefold. It reminds us where we came from. It showed the next generation 
what you know came before them and it gives the people who were practitioners of this culture at a high level it gives them the love and the respect and praise that they deserve this shit to me is is top to bottom it's a a fucking net positive as they say Mm -hmm. the i legit almost lost it when he had was a school he had school come up right Uh uh-huh and they was doing the jump where they holding on to uh-huh. Dog, I was like, yo, like it, I and like you said, I think so much of it was just like childhood, like came up out of my like the the deepest regions of my body. My childhood came out of me. Yeah. And I was like, yo, like it's all I was looking for. Like, mm-hmm. like it's what I wanted most out of the out of the verses was that. And like to get it, it was just like this is so good. Yeah. I also think it's really important to say like all those people coming for these dudes only shows how powerful and how much respect these guys have in in, in this industry. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Um, and one thing I want to you know before we get to the music we're listening to, I want to say I have to really respect KRS for saying in like ninety eight. This is how I'm dressing for the rest of my life. <laughs> he my showed, man hasn't changed at all. He showed up to like the rappers are in danger videos shoot <laughs> and was like, nigga, I'm fresh. This this is what we doing for the next few decades, man. I Chris, you know, um a lot of folks have criticized him because of his uh support for Bambada. You mm. know, I don't align with that shit. Fuck that shit, you know, no no sexual abuse, no certainly no abuse or endangerment of children, none of that shit. You know what I mean? It just it was it was bittersweet when I thought of that. Yes, yeah. In that moment watching Chris, I was like, Man, I love this nigga. You know what I mean? Like yeah. it's just yeah, it was it was it was ill and it was like a little uh conflicting energy, you know? Yeah. I was actually um on Twitter talking with somebody about that whole situation. Cause they asked like, well, he, did he ever say anything more about it? And I was like, no, unfortunately he never like clarified statements or anything yeah. like that. Um, that was like, you know, that in, when you think about that, that's, you know, it's, it's, it's fucked up. Like, you know what I mean? Period. Um, but yeah, like it's still, it's Karis one man. Like, you know what I mean? And you know, I was allowed. I, I I allowed myself to enjoy the moment for yeah. the night. You know what I mean. And shout out um, to him for not saying no wild shit on the mic. <laughs> I was low key waiting for that. Like I said, man, they go they go give Chris a mic in twenty twenty one in this big broad platform for yes. all these motherfuckers who didn't grow up on KRS. I was like, he yeah. go he gonna say some crazy shit. He goes about like something. Go- no, I was gonna say. I mean, we were out Thursday night and bumped into a friend, and he said he was at because KRS was just here in the area yeah, just yeah. like two weeks ago, and he said KRS went on some wild tangent at that show. So I was legit ready to be like, Chris gonna go off, yeah, but he did. I you knew he's I mean? gonna start kicking some math. He, he didn't do it. <laughs> yeah, I was shout surprised. Out to him. Um, and shout out to uh, Kane's hat. Kane's hat was sharp as shit. Oh yeah, he had the D nice straight. Yeah, Kane's hat was sharp as shit. Um, I think we can move to what we're listening to this week. Uh, yeah. Did you listen to anything new this week? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I've been fucking with uh, Curly Castro. He's down with the Wrecking Crew. Um, mm-hmm. 
shout out to all of them, Zilla Rocka, uh, my man Small Pro. But uh, yeah, his his new album is called Little Robert Hutton. It's mm-hmm. uh, named after Bobby Hutton, the late revolutionary um, member of the Black Panther Party, youngest member of the mm-hmm. Black Panther Party who was killed in 1968. And Castro on this shit, he really he really took. You know what it remind me of? If I had to like throw like a a quick and easy um, comparison spiritually a lot of this shit reminds me of the rap music from the past that connected like hip-hop with like the black radical tradition you feel me so i'm thinking like p.e uh paris sleeping with the enemy the lynch mob ice cube america's most wanted it's got like that energy like a like a heavy Mm -hmm. like revolutionary energy and the production is crazy He's crazy. Castro's crazy nice on the mic anyway. He has like a real distinctive voice. He rhymes, you know, some people like some people rhyme. You ever see somebody like lay their vocals and the engineer is like, oh, we got to layer your shit so it's more, you know, beefy. Beef, yeah, yeah, beefy yeah, yeah. shit up. His, his voice as an MC is like, he say this shit with his full chest. You know yeah. what I'm saying? So he has like a distinctive tone, a distinctive uh, energy on the mic. Lyrically, is crazy. The production is crazy, and it just it was just ill because um, I don't know if I was talking to Liz. I was just talking to somebody about how a lot of that music that I talked about, you know, Paris, uh, X Clan, the Lynch Mob, a lot of that shit doesn't get revisited. And I think because it's so black and radical, you know what yeah. I'm saying? Yeah, I, yeah, definitely. A, a lot of um, the conversation on like hip hop Twitter, but also in uh, like publications and shit, a lot of the conversation about hip hop in the 80s and 90s is guided by white people specifically. And I don't think they fuck with Paris and Cube and you know x clan and shit so it's just it's ill to see an mc in a contemporary context tapping into that energy you know what i'm yeah, saying i mean you you get a lot of that like white journalistic hip-hop shit hip-hop journalistic shit and like yeah they ignore that shit like they ignore king being a socialist yeah yeah you know what i mean like yeah. they they have a certain narrative that they're trying to push and right. like Paris, the lynch mob, like that's not gonna fit in it. Right. Yeah. So I, I'm gonna check this out. I, I'm actually gonna check this out as soon as we're done because I'm a cook. So yeah. I'm a, uh, I'm gonna throw that on while I'm cooking. It's it's, um, it's heavy. I fuck with it. Yeah. It, is it uh, um, Bandcamp or? Yeah, I grabbed it off a of, uh, Bandcamp. Oh, Bandcamp. Okay, work. Yeah, yeah. Um, I listened to Heady One, Too Loyal for My Own Good. Mm-hmm. Uh, another. Um, I, I guess you could call him grime rapper. Um, he's a British dude, English dude. Um, uh, he's had, he's been on joints with Drake and shit like that. Mm-hmm. I think I really enjoy this album. Um, it is heavy, like that grime sound. Yeah. So I understand when some people are just like, I can't get into it. But like, I really enjoy it, man. I think it is. H- Hetty is a very good lyricist, mm-hmm. um, and. He has a very heavy accent, so like it's you have to listen, and you have to be like in tune with the sound to actually kind of catch certain shit. Yeah. Um, 
but he is really good and I think this record I I really enjoy this record. I think I talked about his last record Edna on uh on the podcast before. I think this is way better. Oh shit, um, yeah. I think beat-wise this is like a superior record. Um and I think he's really good on this record. Uh Beggars Can't Be Choosers is a standout for me. Two Chains is a stand uh, is a standout for me. Um Louis Vuitton Collar and For My Own Good. For My Own Good made like for my own good if i was like making a playlist for the whole year for my own good is going to be on it mm-hmm. like it is that good of a song um the beat is fucking insane um uh it's it's a really 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 good record and i think people should check it out um i don't know if it's like you know I, i've talked about this before on like with like uh uh british rappers Sometimes like getting into it can be a little difficult if you're, you know, certain records maybe a little too heavy. Honestly, this record is a little heavy, and I don't know if it's like uh, as far as like the sound goes. And like mm-hmm. I said, his accent is very full, um, so I think there there may be like a an, an a problem with entry onto it. Right, but right. man, I really do think people should listen to it because I really enjoy this record, man. Yeah, um, it's really good, and I think folks should check it out. Yeah, man, we're we're a few decades in to hip-hop culture as a, a global phenomenon rap music as a, a global music and england has been making a lot of fucking fly yes hip-hop music for a long fucking time niggas got to get over that all oh, the accent and all that shit like nah yeah like listen um you know i'm a, sims is like my favorite like maybe my favorite artist out right now yeah and her, she's got like three shows sold out in the states mm-hmm. and philly is one of them so like right. You know, I think you got to start, like, expanding your, your palate a little bit if you're, you know, like, there's so much, like, I think the biggest thing is there's so much dope hip-hop that you're missing out on. Yeah, you love this shit. There's, there's more yeah. of it for you. Yeah, exactly. Like, people complain, oh, it's not, like, go listen. There's so much real dope shit globally, period. Um, You know, there's a lot of, you know, we know there's a lot of dope artists out of, out of India. There's a lot, like, there's a lot of dope artists from all over this planet, and, you know, if you love this shit and, and you really enjoy it, hey man, you expand your palate. There might be some really good shit out here that you might get into. Yeah. So, yeah, I definitely say like you know, it's not the easiest entry point, but man, it's a really good record, and I think folks should check it out. Where, other than that, we can start wrapping up. Um, you can check us out on social media at Serious Rap Shit, uh, on Instagram and Twitter. You're John the Liberator. Oh no, John is yeah, it John, John just, underscore Liberator? Yeah. Yes, I'm mm-hmm. sorry. It's John underscore Liberator on Instagram and Twitter. Mm-hmm. I'm Indy underscore SRS on Instagram and Twitter. That's I-N-D-I underscore SRS. Um, we have a Vivo page uh, on YouTube. Um, so if you put in Serious Rap Shit Vivo on, in your search bar on YouTube, it'll pop up. Um, we have a ton of videos up there. Um, we have our What If of... Uh, rap collaborations we have a, a part two getting ready to drop soon mm-hmm. part one is up already we have our favorite producers which is basically a fucking bonus episode because it's like 50 minutes long yeah um we do trailer breakdowns there there's uh segments from every podcast that go up it's really dope um i think people should really yeah, listen if you listen to this you would you're gonna enjoy that so go like it go like and subscribe there mm-hmm. um we have the website, SeriousRapShit.com, where all our merch is. We have a bunch of stuff up there. I'm going to get ready to work on two new hoodies to throw up there. So we'll have hoodies for the uh, 
some more hoodies for the winter. We have hoodies, beanies, fucking mugs, whatever you want. It's up there. Yeah. Go support. Um, and uh, we have the Abash Ice T-shirts on uh, with Incense Trapping Yoga. You can go to incensetrappingyoga.com and get the Abash Ice uh, T-shirts or hoodies. And part of the proceeds from that go toward um, helping migrant families with legal aid. So, you know, that really is important and we'd love for you to support that um also it's a site you know it's a site run by a black woman so like you know shit support mm-hmm. you know, there's a lot of dope shit on that site period so you should go check it out right um and if you're listening to this in the apple podcast app you can rate and review us right there it really helps us out um it gets us into the algorithm and all the special shit that helps spread the word on it and if you can't do that tell somebody tell a friend to tell a friend you mm-hmm. know what i mean check us out um besides that We'll be back next week, um, and see you then. Peace. Peace. Me and my friend take his fat, 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 fat